Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We're so glad you tuned in to this episode. Today, we are talking about why that relationship is no longer working though. Now, the last two episodes have been about relationships as well, so we are getting right to about dealing with all of the relationships in our lives, whether it be dating, friends, and this one really applies to a multitude of people in our lives. It could be a friend, it could be um, a coworker. There are relationships in our life that are not working and we keep trying to put a round piece in a square hole, Hmm. that whole situation. (laughs) But before we get into all the nitty gritty of that, Ashley, I have a question. Mm -hmm. What relationships on TV do you see that they're trying to make it work and it's just not working? I mean, there are so many because Tiffany, could we just get honest about it? That TV is one of the most dysfunctional relationship (laughs) cesspools that has ever been on display for humankind to witness and then implement into their lives. So um, which show would you like to start with? Because I'm confident I could find a relationship in that one that is just well, I really feel like we should happen. we should steer away from like the Kardashians. Oh and gosh. I can't even we just brought them up on our podcast. Like <laughs> what are you doing right now? <laughs> it's a disaster. We'll just oh, we'll man. just skip that. Yeah, yeah, we're skipping over reality TV altogether. But it does prove <laughs> our point. It really does. In the grossest way. In the grossest way. Oh yeah, it's true. It's totally totally true. Well, I'm going to throw it old school and I'm going to say friends and I okay, word on the street is friends is going to be removed from Netflix sometimes. Whoa! I know. So there you I'm go. I'm sure many people are crying a river of tears about that. Because I, I know mean, Friends fans are loyal. Like Loyal. Right. Friends is friends and they are loyal. Mm-hmm. You're one of Ooh. those people? Yeah, I would say two. I'm gonna think of two shows that I love. Friends, first of all, Joey and Rachel. Just never was gonna work. They tried to make it work. That relationship never had a shot. Yeah, it looked like they cared for each other, but they wanted different things. Another one, also The Office. Weird. Also the weird. Yeah, soup's yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Are you an Office fan? I do like The Office. I don't oh. watch it religiously, but when I do like it, I really enjoyed it, especially that sumo wrestler work one. <laughs> Man, when he started floating down the river, I don't think I've ever laughed that hard at a TV show. So, yeah, that's that's a very good episode. You understand that the gifts you're going to receive from me for the next, I don't know, yeah. 75 days are going to just be that. You ask me a it's serious perfect. question, I'll just send you that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we are we – are, lovers of all things office we have cups we have paraphernalia we have (laughs) magnets we have we've met some of the cast members we're big fans and oh yeah oh yeah and i would say pam and roy now if you're remember the office friends roy worked in the warehouse and they were engaged and jim had feelings for pam and it was first of all it's just a joy to talk about the office on our podcast so i'm just gonna say that right there also and, sounds um, like a dysfunctional relationship coming up right now. It listen. does. I know. And, <laughs> and they're engaged, but he's not aware. He doesn't respect her personhood. He doesn't encourage her in her dreams like Jim does. I mean, it's a whole thing. And eventually, 
one late night, Pam kisses Jim and then Jim moves away and she breaks it off with Roy because she realized she's in love with Jim. It's just the best thing that has ever been on television. It's oh. my favorite favorite romance. But this but she keep, there's something about her that just drew her to Roy that wasn't great and she stuck with it because she always thought it would be better. She always gave him the benefit of the doubt when it mm. was unnecessary. He mm. never proved himself worthy of that. Uh-oh. So Wow, mm-hmm. how often yeah. we do that in every sphere of our life. Right. What about you, Ashley? Is there any that come to mind on the TV? No, I can't think of any right now. I just started watching Greenleaf, which I don't recommend to anyone, even though um, it's on Netflix and the own network. You know, I love me some Oprah, so I am mm. fully supporting. But um, it is a very dysfunctional show, and basically oh. every relationship on there should not be existing. <laughs> <laughs> Should not be existing. That's pretty much. A, no, that's that's that's, that's, that's a strong, strong statement. But Oprah, I, I think it's accurate. Yeah, Oprah. If you're listening, we don't mean it. We don't mean no, it. No, I, I do, <laughs> Oprah. So I really do, and I love it. I'm here for it. I'm gonna watch every single episode. But yeah, just um, no one's really doing that well. To be honest, there's no, there's not really healthy examples on there. You know what I love about you, Ashley? <laughs> Your diehard support for most any show. It's true. And then you I am can't recall anything about it. It's the best thing. It's ever. very true. I'll tell you who I think is like one of the greatest relationships on television. And that is in Madam Secretary. Ooh. Um, uh, The Madam and her hubby. I think they're just (gasps) so fabulous. It's good. Yes. They They love each other. There's no crazy drama. There's no like, you know, they they really genuinely love each other. And it's such a great relationship. So that one is very refreshing for me. I'm like, oh, this is a relationship that is working on TV. That is needed. Yeah, there's no affairs. Needed. There's no scandal. There's no, like, you know, biting each other, tearing each other up. I just, I really enjoy it. It's a good, healthy relationship. Also, Blue Bloods has a few of those that I enjoy very much. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like between the two of us, we've got everything covered on shows. I think that's accurate. You got yes. all the scary ones. Yes. And I have all the funny ones. Yes. Yes. And, and baking. Yeah. I'll cover that. <laughs> All right, but here's the thing, listeners. There is times in our relationship where our optimistic heart is actually doing us a disservice when we are in relationships that are no longer reciprocal, no longer healthy, no longer honoring to the other person or yourself. And so there's really times, and I and I get it, we cherish what we have and we wouldn't want to mm-hmm. admit that we did something wrong or that we're in a relationship that isn't working because we, we at all times really want the best for ourselves. We really do. But when we find ourselves in situations where it's just not working anymore, yeah. it's okay to call it like you see it. Yeah. It really is. And yep. Ashley, talk about a few uh examples of where the relationship has maybe frayed in a way that is not going to be repaired in a healthy manner. Yeah, I I mean, I think for me, a couple of them uh, boiled down to integrity. Mm. And so, you know, somebody was, I can think of a couple of instances where I had a friend who was, or even in some cases, um, a person who would have been like an authority figure in my life, um, a leader in my life. And you know, having them in that sort of inter- inner recesses of my heart. I like what you said, like people who are at the seat of the table of your heart. 
Mm-hmm. Is that your phrase that you use? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just love your heart. Yeah, yeah. I really love that picture. So people who were there, but then at the end of the day, you feel like, okay, you lack integrity. Um, and we don't share the same values and convictions and we did for a long time, but now we don't. And I'm sure that there are people out there who have felt the exact same thing about me in different seasons of my life, but that's ultimately what it boils down to when I realize, like, oh, wow, this person is not being honest. Like they're just not being honest. And, yeah. and I can't work with that. You know, that doesn't build trust. That doesn't produce vulnerability that doesn't produce connection and so when trust is lost based on integrity then it's kind of done you know without proper repentance without proper recovery um i love what harmony Grillo, one of my best friends she says this phrase often and i really love it and she says there can be no reconciliation without recovery and it's such a good phrase because like yes we all are going to make mistakes yes you know all human beings tell lies from time to time or stretch or exaggerate or whatever it might be or are afraid to share the truth but there has to come that moment where you realize like wow i'm not being honest with myself and i'm not being honest with others and i need to own that and be responsible for it and make the proper changes in my life Mm-hmm. And I think for me, moving people out of that seat of the heart is when people are unwilling to do that. Because it's like, I just, if we can't be honest in this relationship, how can we really be close? And that that one is always a big frayer for me. Yeah, um, It's like, okay, I have to make a change now. It's not reciprocal. It's not honest. Like, I love you with all my heart and all my soul, and I do not want to let this go. But sometimes you really do have to. Yeah. I think another... Um time when we really need to step away from a relationship and we discover that relationship is no longer working is when we have given another person so much power over us so much power that they and they're harming us and we don't know what to do but we're still allowing them to have power over us and you you gave a great example of that could even be a boss yes that can be somebody who's taking advantage of you manipulating you humiliating you demeaning or degrading or demonizing you and you are still giving that person power now let's say you leave that environment but even emotionally and mentally still giving that person power to destroy you still giving that person power to harm you to harm you to other people I think that is for me as somebody who is a people pleaser not to get you to like me but because I fear your wrath right I'll give you power so you won't hurt me Hmm. and so I think that there is it is a obviously a work to do in my own heart that I realized was oh my goodness I give given this person so much power to speak into who I am Mm. and to determine my personhood Mm, that is completely out of whack it's not acceptable appropriate or life-giving to anybody and when you when we give people power over us that first of all it's undue they do not need that right and if they are not a safe person they're going to take advantage of it right they're going to see like I have a way here I'm going to get my way here and so I think that um you know, I think in our best intentions to honor people, when we give them power that they don't deserve in our life, um, and we invite them into the inner circle of that table of our heart, because, you know, you think of your front porch to your living room to the kitchen, right. but to really set the table for them. Right. I mean, we, we always talk about the kitchen being the most um, most sacred space where the conversations are happening, yeah. which is true. But for me, that actually happens around the table. Yeah. That happens around, when I set the table for you. I've prepared for you. I've welcomed you yeah. in to my best and to all that I have to offer at my table for you and, and really finding that, oh my goodness, you don't belong here anymore. Yeah. And what I have given you, you have not proven to, uh, you've not proven worthy to have. Right. Right. But wouldn't you say, Ashley, there's something in us that always wants to believe the best about somebody? Yes. We want to believe yes. they have our best interest at heart and yeah. they don't. Yeah. 
And I think that that's, you know, I don't want to knock that, you know, because the I think the flip side of that is that you always expect everybody to be a bad person or always expect the other shoe to drop. But there is something in the middle that I don't know I've found the right balance for, but there's something in the middle that's able to see clearly and discern properly who mm-hmm. a person is. Um, and I think there's a difference between brokenness and you know, someone who's intentionally unwilling to change, you know, because we all have character flaws, we all have issues, we all have problems, we all have pain, we all have just things that we do that annoy the crap out of others, like that's just normal life. And that's part of being a broken human being. But that's something different than intentionally willfully being unwilling to change, you know. Um, And I think that's that for me is a a real red flag in a person when you see like, great, you don't want to own your brokenness, either you don't even see it, or you don't want to, and you just won't change, you won't make this right, you won't make things right with others, and that's a difficult thing. But I do enjoy seeing the best in people, Tiff. Like, I feel like that's a good quality, to be able to see somebody's potential, but then Mm -hmm. to have the right discernment and um, right capacity to know when they're safe enough to come close, you know? I think that's a journey and you make mistakes. That's how you figure out how to trust people, right? (laughs) Absolutely. I think in one hand you are optimistic and you believe in everyone's inherent goodness. And then on the other hand, you are looking for a heart of growth in that other person and that they want to acknowledge their brokenness and work through it and grow through it. And there are times I think when for some people we need to wait it out. They're on a journey and you, you know that they want to get healthy. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's times when we need to step back for our own health and, and, you know, sanity to really step back. But then there's our people when you need to really walk away, they do not deserve to speak into us, to speak over us. But like you said, it's not a bad thing to believe in other people's goodness. I think that's, especially if you're a follower of Jesus, they'll know we're Christians by our love. They'll know we love Jesus by our love. So it's no lack of love per se. It is truly understanding. I can't do this anymore. I can't Mm -hmm. have this in my life. This Mm -hmm. is not, this is not getting me closer to where I want to go. And last week we talked about what we can identify in those that do invite us to be the truest version of ourself. Now, this is the opposite of that, of right? Of seeing like, oh my goodness, these things are tearing me down. And here's the thing, Ashley, yeah. they can be really subtle. Manipulation <sighs> Those are the is hardest subtle. Ones. My mm-hmm. gosh, like it's so hard to identify yeah, that. Manipul- You're like, is this me? Totally. Am I crazy? Like- mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, gaslighting can take such subtle mm. forms. Manipulation can t- take such subtle forms. Uh, even just bullying as grown women can take on such subtle and loud forms in our faces. And we wonder, why do I feel this way when I'm around this person? Right. Why do I feel less than? Why do I feel like I'm always trying to keep up? Why do they remind me of my inadequacies and define themselves by their advantages? Why do I keep being the butt of every joke? I think of, um, uh, I mean, I'm just going to get real honest here. I think of a, a couple that Derek and I used to hang out with and the husband, if I said something that didn't make sense or he he didn't like what I had to say, he would always make sure he would tease me about it. He would always tease me about it. And I kept thinking, like, why does this guy get such a kick out of teasing me? Like, this is, we're all adults here. Like, it's sometimes there's funny, there's room for make a joke. And I'll tell you what, my husband jokes about me all the time of the silly things I do. I, well, I, I like a joke. But when it's only me and you notice and you're like, wait a second, wait a second, am I being just insecure here? Or are you like intentionally setting yourself up higher than me? Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes, it totally does. Yeah. Yeah, And and it was one of those things where I said. It's so prideful and inferiority, you know, it's like, ugh. 
Yeah. It didn't matter if we were playing a board game or watching a movie. Always felt like it was looking, he was looking for an opportunity Mm. to knock me down a few pegs. And my husband even was able to put words to it before I was. Mm. Because I was thinking, oh, it's just me. I'm so, oh, don't be so sensitive, Tiffany. And then it was my husband who was like, um, do you notice how this guy cuts you down? This is not what we need in our lives. Mm. We, he does not, he's no longer a bro to me if he doesn't respect you. That's like great. this is not, this is not happening. Yeah. And we haven't been in, in contact with that friend in years and years and years and years and years. So just to say, like, I think that there is a time when we're like, okay, you know what? There's room for both of us to grow, right? Yes. And then there's another time when you're like, nobody's winning here nobody's winning here and it is not going to serve us well to stay in this relationship. Although on the outside, it should work. This should happen. It's okay to say this isn't happening. And I get it. We, there's times when we grieve when things are no longer going to carry on the way they were. And, um, Ashley, isn't it crazy how sometimes we so badly want things to just go back to the way things were? Totally. You know, I think about this in relationship, like there's got to be space for us to change and there's got to be space for us to grow and there's got to be space for us to transform. And, um, you know, fr- many friendships have, have taught me that, you know, I, I talked last, last week about my friend that we've been friends for 32 years. Like obviously mm. we've gone through so many different seasons and she had kids first. It's like, she moved to a different place. I moved to a different place. So now you're learning to navigate long distance relationships. And, you know, we just can't curl up in the corner every week and watch beaches, you know, like <laughs> it's just, you know, you're friendship changes. And I think about marriage being the same way, you know, when Cody and I first got married, man, we had so, so much rich connection and so much time together and so much space. And our home was peaceful and beautiful. And our backyard was amazing, you know, and then we started having kids. It really was. (laughs) Oh, I still grieve it from time to time, but, um, we started having kids and then you realize like your, your needs change, your intimacy changes. Then we moved cities and we lost different margin in our life. Like we ended up having less margin to be connected. Connected. And so if it, if it was up to us, you know, we might start like in our human nature, we might start longing for the, the days of old, you know, when we were first married, we had so much time. And at the end of the day, we could just connect together and we weren't um, worried that someone was going to hit us in the head with the chicken nugget and things were just better back there, <laughs> you know? And I think part of being a good, healthy person in relationship is acknowledging reality, but not trying to go backward. It's like, you yeah. know what? We got to go forward. We're never going to be that couple that we were. We are never going to have that moment again. And if we keep longing for that, we're going to remain in the past. So we have to go, how do we make the most of what we have right now? How do we stick together in this season? How do we connect together in this season? And how do we long for what's greater? Like long for what's ahead in this relationship because we are in it to win it for life. And yeah. so I think the same thing with friends, you know, maybe you're, you're the first to your friends to get married and your single friends may not understand why you don't just have time to to roll all the time because you're trying to build an intimate new marriage or maybe you're the first in your relationship I mean in your friendship circle to have a baby and your friends don't quite understand that you can't just go out whenever you want to anymore and you can't mm-hmm. it's it's a lot to pack up a baby and come out for lunch with the girls you know I like, would never nope oh my the gosh no. yes and so I think everybody we have to for the relationships that we're in it for the long haul we can't long for what was we have to acknowledge what mm-hmm. is and work together so we can move forward to the best that we have in the future like our best in relationship is ahead of us you know we're going to go through yeah. hard stuff but we can't long for the past we've got to be in the present yeah I would say my last thoughts are this. Do not make excuses for other people when they harm you. Come on. Don't reduce yourself to a woman who is able to be run over or manipulated. Yeah. 
and know your worth. And Ashley talked about this last week and at the, even just the beginning of this conversation, there's so much value in knowing your worth because you yeah. won't let people to take advantage or abuse their position in your life. Yes. Any last words from you, Ashley? No, guys. We just love you. We want you to be in thriving relationships. We want mm-hmm. to see you flourish because you need people. And don't be afraid to walk away from stuff that hurts you. That is an okay thing. And like Tiffany said last week, the the wounds of a friend, like that's a, that's a good thing. But people yeah. who just hurt you over and over again and are unwilling to change, get the heck out of Dodge. Just mm-hmm. throw up a peace sign and be like, look, I, can, I, I need better in my life. Because you do. And you're worth that. You're worth having a thriving community of people who love you. You're worth it. That's right. You are. And listeners, if you hashtag why though podcast, if you repost the image, whether it be from Instagram stories or what have you from either of our accounts, which are in the show notes and ask any questions about this. We've spent three weeks on relationships. We're here for you. We it is our joy to love and serve you. So if you have some questions, you can throw those up on the interwebs Please. or Instagram or Facebook. We will find you. We will answer them. Yep. We love you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners. Remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.